worthy of our praise tonight, isn't he? Amen. He's worthy of our praise. Thank God for another Sunday night. Uh, thank God for the service this morning. God is, is good. And, and uh, let's take heed to what God is speaking to us. God is speaking to us, to his people. And, and let's don't turn a deaf ear to what God is saying. Amen? But, but let's take the word of God and mix it with faith. Amen? And that will please God because... Our desire, Christians' desire is to please God because we're his children. We're, uh, we're the sheep of his pastor. He's our shepherd and we're his sheep. And, and a true sheep want to please their master. Isn't that right? A true sheep want to do what God is, what their father tell them to do, what their shepherd tell them to do. Amen. We don't want to uh, be cantankerous, hard-headed, you know, and get out of the way, but we want to walk in the path of the just, the path of the upright, follow the steps of Jesus. Amen. Got some food for thought tonight. Some food for thought. Amen. Uh, It's entitled, An Old Man's Prayer. Daniel chapter 9, verses 3 through 19. That's the scripture verses. Have you heard the story about an 85-year-old man who was arrested for praying. You probably have. That's the story of Daniel, an elderly Jewish resident in Babylon, sentenced to death for faithfully talking to God. Daniel chapter 6 is where you find this. Although the prayer that sent Daniel to the lion's den is the most famous talk, with God. Daniel chapter 6, verse 11. It wasn't the only time we see him in prayer. In Daniel 9, we read an example of how he prayed. Daniel had been reading in his scroll of Jeremiah the captivity of his people would last 70 years. And the people were 67 years into the exile. Daniel 25, verse 8 through 11. He, he was eager for it to end. God had called his people to live righteously, but they weren't doing that. Daniel decided to live righteously despite their lack of faith. He began to pray that God would not delay the end of the captivity. As he prayed, Daniel focused on worship and confession. His pattern of prayer gives us an an important insight into talking to God. We are to recognize that God is great and awesome. Verse 4. And that we have sinned. Verse 15. In prayer, we praise and confess. Let's follow Daniel's lead to him Pray to him. Prayer was a was as vital as life itself. Amen. No one stands as tall as a Christian on his knees. Hallelujah! You now God is faithful, Amen. and Dan, Daniel was a man of prayer. And and I want to encourage you tonight to God answers prayer. God, he does. He answers his children's prayer. How many of y'all know? I'm not talking about guessing. How many of y'all know that God answers prayer? Amen. That he answers your prayer? Amen. 
Amen. We know that, don't we? If, if, hallelujah. We know that. God answers prayer. I know recently, you know, I was really praying about something. You know, I said, Lord, you, t- <laughs> you take care of it, Lord. Huh? Yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I went down to, to, to pay a ticket for, uh, for our granddaughter. And I had my keys, you know, and, and, and I've got this key with this remote on it for our car. Um, but I, and, and when I got home, when I, I couldn't find the key. The key was gone. So we prayed about it. And I said, well, we, we said, surely I left it down there somewhere at, the, at that place, you know. And I know when I, when I uh, came out of the place, I was waiting on my sweetheart to come pick me up. Uh, I was sitting on a bench beside a gentleman, and we were talking. I remember seeing the key out there on the bench. I remember seeing the key. So I went back to the courthouse the next day. Is that the courthouse? Whatever it is. That is the courthouse. <laughs> went back there, to, and I talked to, uh, I said, well, lost and found. I said, yeah, they pointed me to the lost and found. I went over there, and the gentleman said, what kind of car was it? I said, a Honda. We went back there and pulled it up for me. And I priced that key, it would have been 170 some dollars to get it replaced. Isn't God good? <laughs> God is faithful. So give God a hand clap for, for, for his love and his faithfulness. God answers prayer. He does. Hallelujah. God answers prayer. Don't, don't be disgusted or upset or discouraged when you're praying. Keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting God. God will come through. Amen. Better believe he will. He'll come through. He's faithful. God cannot fail. Amen. Praise God. He cannot fail. I was thinking about that song. Uh, you know how I am with songs. <laughs> He'll come through for you. How does that go? He'll do it again. He'll do it again. He will. And he will. He'll do it again. If, if you pray and believe. God will answer. And Pastor Ben, we've been preaching on when we pray, believe. We've got to believe when we pray to receive the answer. Isn't that right? When we pray about something, God wants us to believe that he's going to answer that prayer and begin to thank and praise him for answering it. Amen? Amen? Because we know God is faithful. We that know the Lord, we that really know him. Amen? And, and it's time to really know that we know God. Isn't that right? Because we're living in, in the end time. The Lord's coming soon. But he's coming after the people that's looking for him. He's coming after church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming after people that's, that's, that's living for him. Amen. Living a Christian life. Jesus said, occupy till I come. And that means get out and just do what he, just obey him. Let him lead and guide you and you, do, and you follow and obey. Amen. Amen. That's, that's what it really means. Because God is good. He's great and greatly to be praised. That's why we can say, who have a God like our God? Nobody. There's only one true God, isn't it? Only one true God. And, and, and I say this quite a bit. This is not our home. We know that, don't we? We know. Yeah, that's right. In the world, but not of the world. Exactly. Amen. This is not our home. But where is our home? The Bible says heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. Isn't that right? But wherever your citizenship is, that's where your home is. Isn't that right? But, but, but while we're here, while we're here passing through, let's make sure that we be obedient to the voice of God. 
Let's be obedient to his voice because he, he's, he's, he's talking to his people. He, he's instructing us. He's directing us. He's encouraging us. He's strengthening us. He's leading and guiding us. And let's follow him. Amen. The Bible says, He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. Amen. We believe that tonight, don't we? We believe it. Now, last week we, we talked about, uh, you know, Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mountain. In Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is where he preached the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, the word of God said, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. Let's read the, those Beatitudes, and we go back to, we, last week we talked about the poor in spirit. And we're going to do a little bit more on the poor in spirit tonight. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Let's see verses 1 through 11, yeah. That's what we want to uh, read tonight. We want to read that. You, you mind reading the verse, John? Seeing the crowds, he went up. I'm in the Amplified version. That's good. Uh-huh. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and he was seated. His disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and talked to him, saying, Blessed, happy to be in thee, and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward condition, Praise are the poor in spirit, yes. the humble, who rate themselves insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Blessed and enviable, happy with the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor, and especially conditioned by the revelation of his matchless grace, are those who mourn they shall be comforted. Thank you, Lord. Blessed, happy, blissome, joyous, spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward condition, are the meek, the mild, patient, long-suffering, for they shall inherit the earth. Yes. Verse 6. Blessed and fortunate and happy, and happy and spiritually prosperous in that state in which the born-again child of God enjoys his favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. Blessed, happy to be envied, and spiritually prospered with life and joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, and are merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed, happy, envied, and fortunate and spiritually prosper, possessing the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of his grace, regardless of our condition or the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed and joyfully in the happiness, spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of our conditions, are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed, happy, and enviable, fortunate, and spiritually prosperous, in the state which the born-again child of God enjoys and, satis and finds satisfaction in God's favor and salvation regardless of his outward condition are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake for being and doing right, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11. Blessed, happy to be envied, and spiritually prosperous, with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation regardless of your outward condition, are ye when people revile you and persecute you 
and say all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account. And it's talking eleven. Yes. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father, help us to humble ourselves and to deny ourselves, take up a cross and follow you. Just have your way tonight, God. Speak through these lips of clay, God. Let your divine will be done. Thank you for victory, Lord. Thank you for peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, last week we talked about the poor in spirit. The poor in spirit. And, and we, uh, I'm going to say some more about the poor in spirit, then we'll probably go to the, the second, which would be the, the, the mourn. All right, now, the world's idea of happiness or, or being blessed is found in riches, leisure, abundance, a lot of stuff. That's the world's idea of, of happiness. But the real truth is the very opposite. The Beatitudes give Jesus' description of the character of true faith. True faith. Character of true faith. Opposite of self-sufficiency. This speaks of the deep humility of recognizing one's utter spiritual bankruptcy apart from God. It describes those who are acutely aware, which means acute means to be keen or sharp, to really, to really be up on, on top of things, knowing what you're doing. Kingly aware uh, and conscious of their own lostness and hopelessness apart from divine grace. Now, we've got a couple of scriptures here. Matthew chapter 9, verse 12. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Thank you, Lord. Uh, 9, verse 12. But when Jesus heard, he replied, Those who are strong and well healthy have no need of a physician, mm-hmm. but those who are weak and sick. Those that are sick is the one that needs the physician. And the people that are strong and healthy, they, they don't need a physician. Amen. Amen. But the, those that are sick, and when you don't know the Lord, you're sick. Isn't that right? You better believe you are. You, you, when, you, when you don't know the Lord, you're you, you out, <coughs> out of the way. And you need God. Amen. Those that are sick. And that's why Jesus came, to heal the sick. Spiritually sick. Not only physically, but spiritually sick. Isn't that right? Jesus, I didn't come to call the righteous, what? But sinners to repentance. Amen. I came, to, I came to call sinners to repentance. But what's a sinner? A sinner is somebody that don't know God. A sinner is, is an unsaved person. A person that's lost without God in this dark and evil world. Luke 18, 13. Look at that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 1813, Luke. Now, see, uh, the, the, this is where, go up a little further. We, let's read about the Pharisee. We, 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 need to get, we need to get this. Yeah, we need to get this about uh, uh, humility and, and pride. 
Pride will kill you. All right, go to 10. Two men went up into the temple and closed the frame. The one, a Pharisee, and the other, a tax collector. Stop. Two men. I'll tell you a tax collector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you right there. <laughs> God is good, isn't it? Two men, two men went up in the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other one? A tax collector. Amen. A, a, a public a tax collector. All right, go ahead. The Pharisee took this stand ostentatiously and began to pray thus before and with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like the... Now, see how proud he was? It's, it's, ...of men, extortioners, robbers, swindlers, unrighteous in heart and life, adulterers, or even like this tax collector here. All right. In other words, this Pharisee, proud. Lord, I thank you that I'm not like all these and he named a lot. I, that's right. I'm, I'm not like these people. I thank you. That I'm not like these people. I'm even not like this what tax collector here. I see him here, but I'm not like him. Read. Oh, stop. I fast what twice a week. I give tithes of all that I gain. All right. Now listen. To, look at this humility. Praise God. Do you see the humility? Amen. You see the humility? Do you see this arrogant, arrogancy of this Pharisee? He was wrapped up in self. And when you're wrapped up, all wrapped up in self, you make a very small package. Amen? Amen? Amen. Wrapped up in self. Didn't know God. And really didn't want God. And, and see, see those Pharisees that, that they... they, they Knew the law. They knew the letter of the law. They, they didn't, my God. They knew the, they, they knew the, and they called themselves keeping the law, ceremonial law, you know, washing of pots and, and the washing of hands and all this stuff. But when it came to the Spirit of God within them, Jesus within them, accepting the Lord, being born again, they was far from that. Isn't that right? Now, see, Nicodemus was a fair. He went to Jesus by night, didn't he? He was, he was honest, sincere. He, he wanted to know how, what must I do to be saved? But he, that's what he really wanted to know. Hallelujah. 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 So, so this, this arrogant Pharisee did all this talk, but this publican, this tax collector, wouldn't even, what, what is it? He didn't do what? What is it about tax collector? He didn't even, uh, he didn't lift up his eyes, so he probably just, you know, just, all right. But he, he smote his breast, didn't he? Smote his breast, and know God be favorable, be gracious, be merciful to me, especially wicked sinner that I am. Have mercy upon me, Lord, I'm a sinner. Uh-huh. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified, forgiven, and made upright, and in right standing with God, rather than the other man, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Amen. See, God saved. God saved that publican. That God saved him because he was humble. He denied himself. He knew he needed God. Amen. And, and God saved him. Amen. The Pharisee went about his way, see, arrogant, nose up in the air, not knowing God. It's sad, isn't it? Jesus came to save him. 
and he would have saved them. But you, but you have to, you have to, it's left up to you to get saved, you, to repent. You got to hear the word of God, believe it, and accept, obey it to get saved. Hallelujah. Oh, God. God, help us, Lord. Help us to do your will. Lord. Help us to know you. Help us to really know you, Lord. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Read that. Help us to really, really know you, Lord. The word of God says, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. It's got to be all of it. Jeremiah 16, 15, 16, 15. 15, thank you, 15, 16. 15, 16, that's it. Well, do 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 What is it? Fifteen, sixteen, right? That's the verse I've, I've been meditating on. And I tell you, it's it's, it's a short verse, but then you, you you know meditate. You have to get in there and get it because Satan will fight you. That Hallelujah. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Right? Thy words were found. And I did eat them. The Bible said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Isn't that right? Yes. We can taste him. Isn't that right? That, through his word. Thank God. How, Jesus, what did Jesus say? Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. But what was he saying? Except you eat my words, my sins, or my teachings. Yeah. Except you obey my voice, do what I tell you to do. You don't have no life in you. There you go. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the word of God, isn't that right? Amen, Praise God. Except you do what I say. Jesus said, if you love me, what? Keep my commandment. Keep my commandment. His commandments are not grievous. Come on. We, we love, when we love the Lord, we love to do his will. Amen. And we want to do his will. Amen. We want to please him. We want, see, there's so many people that are lost, saints. We, we need to really be able, up and about our father's business, don't we? It, see, and people, a lot of people don't realize when you, t- when you tell them, that, that the Lord is coming, and, and if you're not saved, you're going to a Christless grave. Uh, don't register with a lot of them. Why? Because 2 Corinthians 4.3, what does it say? 2 Corinthians 4.3. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus. If our gospel be hid, right? Hear that, <laughs> boy! I mean, I love it. I got amplified. I'm, I'm gonna pull it out. I'm gonna pull my amplified out. <laughs> you stirred me up with that, brother. I got one up, and I don't usually read it that much. You know, I really don't. It's, I got it up. I'm a student. I gave it to me a lot of years ago, and it's it's, it's a it's a parallel Bible though. It's full versions, and, and amplified is one of them. Amen. And King James, you know, I usually study King James, which is good, and. And uh, but the amplified, I tell you, it really, it really amplifies. It makes it big. It, it, it what amplified means to make big or to come alive. Come alive. Amen. See, you, I love words. I look up words. You know, uh, my vocabulary is small, but I love words. I love words. I, I, I look up words. You know, and, and, and I, oh boy, Lord help us, Jesus. Amen. Lord help me, because I really want to be a 
a Christian. Amen. A Christian. And the Bible said the disciples were called Christians were first at Antioch. Why were they called, why did they call them Christians? They had, they had that love. <laughs> That's the main thing, isn't it? All, you know what? All those laws it hinges on that isn't that right? It hinges on love. Jesus boiled it down to two, didn't he? Huh? Love the Lord with all the whole mind and soul and, and thy neighbor as thyself. If we do this, if we do this, we're pleasing God, isn't that right? If we do this, if we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbors ourselves, we're Christians. Isn't that right? We're Christians, boy. God is so good. God is so good. He's great and greatly to be praised. Give him a hand clap for his greatness, his goodness, his his hand of deliverance. God is good. Hallelujah. Help us to, Lord, help us to love you with all this in us, Jesus. Amen. All right. Did, did we read that? We didn't read that 15, 16, did we? Yeah, no, you read some of it, right? I want you to read Jeremiah 15, 16. Yes. Boy, this, this is great. God's word is, is holy and pure and righteous and just. What does it say? Your words were found and I ate them. Your words were found and I ate them, all right? And your words were to me of joy. Uh, Their words were to me of joy. And the rejoicing of my heart. And the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name. I'm called by your name. O Lord God of hosts. O Lord God of hosts. Isn't that something? Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Amen. Hallelujah. We got to eat the word. Yes. We got to eat it. Isn't that right? Amen. Take it to heart. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now, Jesus said, Blessed are the foreign spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was teaching that the kingdom is a gracious gift to those who sense their own poverty of spirit, the foreign spirit. All right. Uh, there's the kingdom of heaven. Look at, look at Luke 17, 20 and 21. Kingdom of heaven. Poor spirit, there is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And, and what does Luke 17, 21, when, when they was talking to Jesus about the, about the kingdom, they, they pressured Jesus here and tried to get to, <laughs> hallelujah, Luke 17, 20 and 21, what did Jesus say about the kingdom of God? Uh-huh. But now, just read the 20th. Read verse 20? Yes, sir. All right. And t- verse 20 and 21 is what I want. <laughs> the Pharisees came and said, said when, when does the kingdom of God come? They tried to press him down. When does the kingdom of God come? What did Jesus say to him? It's right. It's not going to be, you can't, it's not with observation, what he said. All right. What else? Nor will people say, look here. You can't say, look, it's over here. It is, or see, it is there. Or see, it's there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. In your hearts and among you, surrounding you. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. That's why the kingdom of God is. But the Pharisees didn't see that. They were blind. And God's faithful. The kingdom of God is within us. All right. It was in God's people. All right. Thank you, Lord. 
Jesus. Hallelujah. The poor in spirit are spiritually bankrupt, but have, but have something to give which are more valuable than silver and gold. Paul said it this way. Listen to what Paul said. 2 Corinthians 6.10. Read that. Six ten, yeah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good tonight? He's so faithful. Huh? Yeah, six ten. Six ten. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. <laughs> what did it say? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As poor yet making many riches, referring to spiritual riches, all right? But you're available to God's people. We, we have spiritual riches, isn't that right? Isn't that right? We, I mean, some of us uh, are poor, you know, as far as uh, earthly things, a lot of stuff. Isn't that right? None of us in the church here got a lot of stuff that I know of. I mean, not, not rich. None of us rich anyway, physically rich. But spiritually, I thank God. And that's the main thing, saints of God. The main thing is to know God to be rich. Exactly right. Hallelujah. To be rich. And, and, and you know what the Apostle Paul said? The Word of God said, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, which gives us all things richer to enjoy. That they do good, be rich in good works. Written huh? to, to distribute and written to communicate. Laying up for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. That they might do good and be rich in good works. Once we get saved, then God wants us to be good in, in good works. He wants us to work for him. He wants us to labor for him. After we get saved, hallelujah, what good would it do to... to, to, to uh, Compass land and sea to move a mountain. If you don't know God, you're not going to do nothing for God. And that would, it wouldn't do no good, really. Because the kingdom of God, hallelujah, we are in that kingdom and, and we're lifting, we're building the kingdom of God. Building that by causing people to, to, to repent, come to God by faith, get saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost and live holy. As the pastor said, to them, let's, let's keep praying for our family. Let's keep praying for people. We're going to see them coming in. Amen. Amen. God answers prayer. Don't be, don't be defeated. Don't be disgusted. You might be praying a while for something. Keep praying and keep believing. Amen. Keep trusting God. Keep, and keep thanking God and praising God for that answer. The answer is on the way. This I know. Jesus said, I believe it and it's so. I have only Father I know I need before we ask him. The answer is on the way. This I know. How do we know that? <laughs> How do we? Because what Jesus said. Amen. What did he say? Whatsoever you ask a man, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. See? When we ask in his name, according to his will. Got to be according to his will. Isn't that right? Got to be according to his will. Amen. And he hears us. And he answers our prayer. Prayer. Talking to God out of your heart. Let him know exactly how you feel. Just talking to God. Prayer is a cry. Prayer is a call. 
And the pastor remember talked about intercessory prayer this morning. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. When you're praying for others. And, and let's continue to pray for the providence and all that. You know, this, God's going to take care of that. Because our trust is in man and not in man. Help me, Lord. Our trust is not in man. But our trust is in God. Amen. And the Bible said, Curses be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm. Our trust is in the Lord God of heaven. Amen. He's faithful. We know that he's going to take care of the situation. But we've got to believe him. We've got to put in his hand and believe him. Amen. After you pray, you don't have to get to walk on the floor and, and you know, just and say, oh, no, no, no. Pray, and, hey, begin to pr- worship and praise God and honor God and thank God for what, what you've prayed for. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be encouraged, saying God answers prayer. He answers prayer. So don't, don't, be dis, don't be distraught. God answers prayer. Didn't he answer Daniel? Didn't he answer the three Hebrew boys? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's so many in the scripture. He answered Hannah's prayer, didn't he? Hannah was praying. She, she believed God. God gave her a son. Samuel. God answers prayer. Hallelujah. Don't doubt. Hallelujah. Put your faith and trust in the Lord. He'll bring us out, saints of God. Hallelujah. And, and we, we just keep praying, trusting God. We'll see, we'll see our loved ones walking through the doors. Amen. Amen. Getting saved. Full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let's believe that and trust God for that and thank God for that. Knowing that he, he cannot lie, he cannot fail, he cannot make a mistake. Blessed are the poor in spirit. But theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm not going to. I'm just going to cover that one tonight. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. All right. Let, let, let's look at a little bit of the second. Just a little bit anyway. Let's say there's more one, right? But they should be comforted. That's the second one, right? Blessed is the morning, for they should be comforted. Amen? Yes. All right. Look at Isaiah 61, verses 2 and 3. We're going to cover a little of that one tonight. Say the morning. Isaiah 61. Mm-hmm. Verses 2 and 3. Right on, 2 and 3. <clears throat> Blessed are the for they should be comforted. All right. All right. For they should be comforted. Listen to this now. It's not the sorrow itself that is, is blessed, is a blessed thing, but rather the comfort which God ministers to the sorrowing. The comfort. They should be comforted. There can be no comfort where there is no grief. And somebody said a man who, who, who knows nothing of sorrow is incomplete. <laughs> said one side of, of his nature has not been developed. You got no, you, you got to know sorrow to be, you have. I mean, you got to, you got to know, you, you just can't. Well, it, well nobody's going to fly through on a flybread of ease anyway. I mean, that's right. You go, if, you live, if you live and you get up and do anything, you're going to know some sorrow. Isn't that right? 
Especially if you're a Christian, you're going to know some sorrow. Hallelujah. But God is faithful. God wants us to depend upon him. He really wants us to depend upon him fully. He really wants us to depend upon him, saints of God. Amen. All right. The word mourn indicates a sorrow which begins in the heart, takes possession of the whole person, and is outwardly manifested. To mourn. And, you know, we see people and hear people mourn. Amen. And, you know, it, it, it's manifested when they, they, they hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, this special form of sorrow, hallelujah. In this word, it's sorrow over spiritual failure or actual sin. The sense of spiritual poverty of, listen at this, of, of lukewarmness toward God. You don't want to be lukewarm of distance from him or unlikeness to, to unlikeness to Christ leads to regret and contrition. The boasting and self-sufficient Pharisee did not mourn or beat his breast like the, like the, the uh, publican, nor did he enjoy the experience of justification. He didn't receive justification. And people today are walking, that's the way that seemeth right unto a man. And to the Pharisee, that's what that was. And to, to today, many people, the way what they're doing seems right to them because they like doing what they're doing. But the end of what? Are the ways of death. We, we got to come the way God said, come or we're we going we to be lost. Amen. And saints of God, let's love God with all this in us and love one another and do God's will. Let, let's, let's pray and seek his face and do some fasting. And this week, this week, let's do some praying. Let's, let's really get down to business in prayer and seek the faith of God and get in the scripture, get in the word of God. Thy words were found and I did eat them. I did eat them. And thy word was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. That's, that's what God wanted to be for us, for his people. Do we love God's word? Do we love his word? We love it, don't we? Yeah. Amen. Every word of God is pure. He is the shield of them put their trust in him. Amen. His words are pure. His words are holy. Amen. Isn't that right? The word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Who was that? Jesus Christ. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Isn't that right? Grace, isn't that right? Grace, is that right? Grace. Grace and then truth. Amen. The grace that came down. Praise God. He came down from heaven. He came down from heaven, didn't he? Thank God that, 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 we, that, he might, that we might be saved. And, th- and saints of God, let's don't be ashamed to own him before men. What did he say? If you be ashamed to own me before men, I'll be ashamed to own you before my father and his angels. Isn't that right? I don't want to be ashamed to own the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But thank God, I want to let my light shine. That's what, he, that's what he told us to do. Hallelujah. And he, but he's coming soon, saints. So let's be aware. Let's be, let's be prayerful. Let's be thankful. Let's get in the word. And let's witness when God gives us opportunity to witness. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got, see, scripture I want you all to read before. Let's see. Yeah, all right. Matthew 5, 16. That verse. Read that verse. Then I got three more scriptures and I'll be finished. Matthew 5, 16. Read that one first. And then we got three more scriptures and I'll be finished with that for the Lord. Amen. First Peter 2.12. Hallelujah. Let your light so shine. God calling us to be Christian. Lights. We're salt and light. You know, God called us to be salt and light. <laughs> Help me back, brother Dougie. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh-huh. I got to get my amplified out. <laughs> Amen. All right. John 15, 8. I got to get my amplified out. Praise God. It gets down in there with it. It really digs down. And, oh, God, help us. John 15, 8. Amen. Bear much fruit. God wants us to bear much fruit. He does. He really does. And now 1 Corinthians 14, 25, that'll be the last one. Yeah. Amen. 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 24 verses of my prophecy. Oh, yeah, all right. And, and, and they, they, see, they see that God is among you. Amen. The 24th verse says, If all prophesy and there come in one that believeth not or one unlearned, he, will, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest or revealed so that falling down on his face, he will worship God. Isn't that something? And report that God is in you of a truth. And that's why we want, we want God to be in us. We be to see God in us. Isn't that right? Amen. By manifesting his love and mercy and compassion through us. God wants us to be compassionate people, doesn't he? He wants us to be kind and gentle. Amen. To love one another. To love him first of all and then love one another. Jesus said, what did he say? Love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know what? That ye are my disciple, if ye have love one to the other. That's how people gonna know you're a Christian, isn't that right? I mean, you, people can talk and run and rage and rap and do all that stuff, but if they don't manifest the love of God, something wrong. Isn't that right? You got to have if you're a Christian, the love of God's gonna be manifested in you and through you. And and, and, and that's the bottom line. May God bless you. 
That's the bottom line. Amen. That is the bottom line. 